This episode of The Juggle is Real is sponsored by the new Samsung Galaxy S23 series. You know, I've recently been chatting about how we can remove stress to better enjoy our summer holidays. And after our first summer road trip of the season, here's my number one tip. View the things and document it. Honestly, I find that we moms, especially can be so busy planning and preparing and organizing that we sometimes forget to take part in the activity and have fun in the moment. And while I totally get it, like a lot of family travel revolves around the kids and their schedules and their routines and making sure they're taken care of. It's also important to remember your own inner child and allow yourself to fully enjoy and experience the moments. To help with capturing moments on a whim, the new Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra has blown me away. The cameras on these phones, they have a slew of new innovative features for getting the best shots, even in low light settings. Thanks to the nightography capabilities, all lighting is good lighting, even in selfie mode. So be sure to take those sunset photos, those campfire pics, and those fireworks shots. And bonus, the Galaxy S23 Ultra has great video features and gaming possibilities to keep your kids busy on those long road trips or maybe for downtime so everyone can get some rest, even you. This summer, do the thing and get in the picture too. Hand off that camera to someone else. The Samsung Galaxy S23 series is available at samsung.ca, Samsung Experience stores, and major carrier and retail partner locations across Canada. Now let's get back to the episode. Hey, Andreana here. Thanks so much for checking out this episode. I'm so glad that you could be here with me. I'm kind of in a reset mode, so to speak, because... Yeah, we just wrapped up our three-day workshop last night. And so I'm just like basking in the gratitude, but also I'm feeling a little tired. So I'm just showing myself that grace and that compassion that I'm telling other people to give themselves. I'm kind of practicing what I preach, if you will. And so I've been taking some pauses throughout the day to just release and fill my heart and, you know, just feel the feelings of, of, you know, all the energy that I put into this workshop and kind of hitting that reset button so that once the kids get home from school, I have all the energy I need. And as I was doing all of this, I thought, you know what, why don't I just share a little bit of the workshop? Because we had such beautiful beautiful people join us and their, their shifts in their mindset and moving into action has been absolutely incredible. They've had such beautiful things to say about their experiences and how they're starting and, and just getting into the flow for this summer season in prioritizing themselves and making, making themselves that number one on their to-do list, which, you know, I, that's what, that's what I'm here for. Right. So I was just filled with so much joy in knowing that I could help others. So I thought that I would share a little snippet from day one of our workshop where we're really focusing on the theme of releasing. And when I say release, I mean, we were looking at how our body reacts to stress and that neurological process of perceived threats and we did a stress dump that focused on the stressors in our lives, the things that we cannot control, 
for day one. We also looked at the art of letting go by consciously releasing the stressors that we cannot control. And then we learned some tools to release and let go of what is not serving us. Now I'm going to share all of this with you at the end of our workshop. We did move into action with an absolutely incredible breathwork session to just release any negative energy and find that positive white light. And that was guided from Nick Gonko, who is my brother with beautiful Reiki healing energy from Ali Payetta. And if all of this sounds good to you, but maybe you want a little bit more, I would love to share the full three-day workshop experience with you that includes all of the mindset tools and exercises in audio and video format, as well as our beautiful guest expert experiences that include breathwork sessions, yoga sessions, and guided hypnotherapy sessions. If that sounds good to you, if you feel like you need just a little more to help you get into that beautiful mindset of releasing, resetting, and receiving so that you can be the best version of yourself all summer long. There's going to be a link in the notes for this podcast episode. So definitely check that out, get in touch with us and get your hands on the full three-day workshop experience. For now, I will leave you with this beautiful excerpt from day one of you first making the shift to better balance 2.0. Enjoy. But to begin, I just want to start with some intentions. So I want us all to just take a few deep breaths and set our intentions for the next hour, next 50 minutes or so. You have taken this time for you. You have invested your energy and your time to be here and there's nothing else for you to do. So take a nice big inhale and exhale. Feel free to close your eyes Move your neck and your shoulders. Do anything that makes you feel comfortable. We're going to be here for a short time, but this time is just for you. There's nothing for you to do. No one needs you. All you have to do is be here and focus on yourself and breathe. Just inhale. tonight's workshop. So on your next inhale, I want you to ask yourself that question. How do I want to feel when nine o'clock or six o'clock, wherever you are, whatever, when this workshop ends, how do you want to feel? And just allow whatever comes to mind and keep breathing. And now picture yourself feeling this way. you to repeat the phrase I am and then add that feeling that you want to feel whatever came to you take a deep breath in and out and now take three more breaths at your own pace and repeat this I am statement within with each inhale and exhale that third 
nice deep breath. I want you to release the statement as you exhale and just let it go because now it is. And when you're ready, open your eyes and we can begin. So please let me know in the chat, how are you feeling? How do you wanna feel when this workshop is over? We wanna feel empowered, that's beautiful. Rested and calm, more calm, beautiful. I love it. And you can keep it to yourself and that's okay. As we dive in, I really just want to quickly introduce myself and share a few reasons why you are in great hands, not only with me, but with our guest experts. We're going to feel a release of stress. I love that. You may or not know these things about me, but I am based in Northern Ontario. I live with my husband, Ryan. I have three boys. We also have a rescue dog named Charlie. My background is in communications and marketing, and I spent 12 years working in a corporate environment before moving to post-secondary instruction. And the truth is that I left my agency role as a mom of two at the time who was experiencing burnout. And since 2018, I've spent thousands of hours and tens of thousands of dollars to gain better balance and learn how to live in a more intentional life as a career-driven mom who really just wants it all. I'm currently a part-time professor. I'm host of the Juggle Israel podcast. And you may have seen me on television where I sometimes act as a lifestyle expert in sharing my experiences and showing others how to live a more mindful and intentional life. I'm forever eager to learn more, share more, and practice what I preach in all aspects of my life from work to family and everything in between. And if you feel so willing i would love to know what roles you currently play in your life so feel free to drop a note in the chat share what your hats are your job title your position your family status etc feel free to share and if you don't want to that's okay too but this is a little bit about me on the left side you see sort of some of those burnout days where i had uncontrollable uh, skin breakouts i was often working even with my young children around and thankfully I was able to make that shift to better balance and here we are today. So we're going to go through really quickly. I just want to talk about some of the neuroscience behind the importance of reducing stress and why self-care is so important. It is not an indulgence. It is so important for each and every one of us. We want to make sure that we are prioritizing ourselves. And if you don't believe me, perhaps you believe some of the science and some of these other experts and doctors who have been studying this. Um, human brain functioning will shift as your internal state shifts and this is explained by dr bruce perry so our human body has many many complex systems and one of them is the human brain as we all know and part of what makes this so important is that the body is able to turn certain systems on and off so for example when we are sleeping our brain has parts that are more active and less active this is the same for our muscles, our liver, etc. And these systems are used more or less depending on when they're needed, right? And these systems can change based on when we feel a threat or a fear. And when it comes to the brain, there is a hierarchical, hierarchical structure to our brain. And different parts of the brain mediate different functions. And listen, I am not a medical expert. I could barely say hierarchical, hierarchical. Okay, I'm not trained in psychology, but I've done a lot of research and from my learnings, I have studied it a bit. So without going into too much technical stuff, 
that I'm not the authority on. I just want to explain how it landed best with me. Okay, so I will just show you this cute little diagram really quickly, but essentially, we have different parts of the brain that operate at different levels going from very basic to complex. So at the basic level, our brain helps us with the regulatory things like our temperature, our heart rate, our blood pressure, um, that parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. And it goes up to the higher, more complex parts of the brain that's called the cortex. And that's where we can get more complex functions. The cortex is pretty awesome because that is what really makes us unique as humans and that is what allows us the abilities of speech and language and to be reflective and creative. This is really our unique purpose in this world. It allows us to reflect on past experiences and use our imagination to anticipate future events. And this is what we just tapped into in this initial exercise when we're trying to set our intentions and, and look at the ways we wanna feel. This is all mediated by complex systems in the cortex. And other parts of the brain aid with this and the brain all works together as a whole. The brain has some really important core regulatory networks that originate in the lower parts of the brain and they use some neurotransmitters that some of you might be familiar with. You know, we've probably heard of dopamine, serotonin, uh, neuroephrine, and collectively all of these core regulatory networks are able to reach all parts of the brain and influence all brain mediated functions. So our thinking, our feeling, what we believe, moving, perceiving, all of this, okay? And these networks influence the rest of our body. They directly send connections to our nervous system, to our heart, our lungs, our gut, and indirectly they influence our body and our brain by releasing hormones, okay? Collectively, it all helps communication throughout the whole body. Because of this distribution and immediately it influences function across multiple areas of the brain and body. So these core regulatory networks are the backbone for our body for stress response. Whew, what a big mouthful. So we all have these abilities, right? Our five senses that take in our external environment and sends it to our brain so that we can decide how to appropriately turn on or off the systems that will match the moment to respond. It monitors the internal state as well as the external state. And when there is any incoming information that suggests that you are potentially under threat, the brain can recruit systems to respond to that movement. Right, So it can increase your heart rate, get your muscles ready to act, right? That fight or flight mode. And it will shut down parts of the cortex, the higher level of the brain that's contemplating the meaning of life or coming up with creative ideas, all of those great functions because there is a threat, right? Like that saber-toothed tiger that's pacing outside our shelter right now. You don't need to think about the future. You only need to think about the moment. And this is what we call state dependence. Okay, so I'm telling you this because our brain has the capability to get input from all of these sensory domains to tell you if you're safe and regulated, if you have enough food, water, and shelter. So if you are in an environment where your senses relay that you are safe, it's familiar, there's no immediate threats, then you can turn on those higher parts of the brain that allow you to be inventive and creative. But unfortunately, our brain, you know what? We've got these archaic systems and even though it's so incredible, our brain cannot yet decipher between threats. So it can't tell whether you're actually being attacked by a saber-toothed tiger or if you're just late for work because your kid had a meltdown at drop-off and or maybe you're simply watching the news and you're learning of tragedy after tragedy and it's really bumming you out. 
But when you start to feel threatened, you start to change the way you think and the way that you feel and the way that you behave. The more threats you have, the more you will shut down that thinking part of your brain. And what you will find is that when you are under more stress, your ability to respond becomes more difficult. Okay, so it's really not your fault. This is where we become more reactive. We snap, we yell, we make bad decisions, and we become more anxious and activated and less rational. So in the moments, we can really be overly reactive, maybe a little overly emotional, irrational. Maybe that's where someone might call us having like PMS symptoms. But a key thought about this, this prolonged stress activation or chronic stress is that it requires more physical and emotional energy. This is why we feel more tired, absolutely exhausted when we are under prolonged stress. We experience more fatigue, we are less able to focus, we are more irritable, and this just becomes a vicious cycle, right? Because then we feel bad, the guilt creeps up, maybe we've snapped at our spouse or our kids, we don't have the energy to do the things we want to do, and then it causes more stress, and the cycle continues. And drop a one in the chat if you know how that feels, if you understand the feeling of being in a stress cycle. Now listen, I'm sharing this with you not to make you feel like crap. Oh, I see some ones. But I want to help you understand that it is okay, because trust me, I'm going to throw one myself, okay? Throwing a one in the chat. We're all in the same boat and our bodies and our brains are doing a great job. So pat yourself on the back. Give yourself a little brain massage. What we can do now is put ourselves in the position to be gentle with ourselves, be more understanding with ourselves, and honestly cut ourselves some friggin' slack. In this workshop, we're going to take a proactive approach to anticipating stress and learn to create space to come back to places where the body can feel safe so that the brain can open up higher cognition and feel better, more calm, and less stressed. How has this landed with you? How are we feeling? We ready to move on and leave the cycle and jump out of that hamster wheel? Okay, we're going to move on. Now, this is where that beautiful pen and paper come into play. We're gonna start with an exercise that I call the stress dump. And now you may have heard of a brain dump, right? That's where you just like write out or you get out every single thing that's on your mind. And this is sort of similar. And so I'd like to start our first exercise by spending a few minutes writing out all of the things that are causing stress in your life. Okay, so grab that sheet of paper and that writing utensil and I want you to just like don't hold back, just start writing a list of all of those stressors that are currently present in your life. You don't have to go into a lot of detail, this can be point form, just list it and then move on to the next thing that comes to you. Now, you might not be able to right away just start listing all of those stressors and that's okay these things might come to you after and so we're going to go through this exercise and you can continue on with it and move forward with it in your everyday life but if it helps you can think of different parts of your life in really buckets and perhaps write out the stressors within each so there's you know maybe family life kids stress with kids or your spouse stress associated with work with home and the the daily tasks of home your own personal life it could be finances your health your well-being 
I want you to take a few moments now. These stressors can be big or small. It's all relative, right? As long as they're causing you even a little bit of stress, I want you to write it down. So we're going to spend about five minutes here. And I want you to now just do that stress dump. Okay. And if you have any questions, let me know. I'm going to add a few examples, things that I just thought of in my life. And I want you to get started in writing your list. I've got my own journal here. I've done these exercises myself. So as you're writing, here's a few examples. Here's some things that cause stress in my life. Packing lunches. Helping kids with their homework. The extracurricular schedules for sports and activities. Planning summer travel. Keeping the house tidy. Sometimes just emptying the dishwasher, let's be honest. Meal planning grocery shopping, the bills, inflation, saving money for retirement, different projects that I have going on with my business, my work schedule, conflicts with people in my life, activities, daily movement, making sure I'm getting in the self-care time that I deserve. I'm going to stop giving examples now and I'm going to play a little bit of music, but maybe spend about three more minutes just jotting down some of those stressors in your life. Okay, well, I think we probably all have a good start at least to our list and feel free to keep adding as things come to you. And I think we'll just move on. And I'd love to just share some teachings based on the work of Gay Hendricks, specifically in his book, The Genius Zone. It is a great book. I invite you to pick it up. And, uh, but I want you to now grab a new sheet of paper. So you have your sheet or sheets, depending on how long you went, of the stressors that you wrote down. So now grab a fresh, brand new sheet of paper and I want you to divide it down the middle from top to bottom. So you have a left side and a right side. Okay, so on the left side, I want you to write at the top things I cannot control. Okay, so you can leave the right side for now. We're not gonna focus on that. We're gonna come back to that tomorrow. But on the left side of this chart of your divided sheet of paper, write at the top things I cannot control. And once you've done this, I want you to look to your original stress dump. Take a look at that list and ask yourself the question, what am I trying to control that is not actually within my power to control? Hmm. So you're going to look at that list and you're going to ask yourself, what am I trying to control that is not actually within my power to control? So write down all of the stressors that fall into this category. If any new thoughts come up, feel free to add them to this list on the chart. 
We'll spend a few minutes doing this. So just look to that original list of stressors. Keep asking yourself, what am I trying to control? That's not actually within my power to control and then add them to your chart. And if I can offer up a few ideas, these ones are universal to everyone. And so you might be able to find some examples of this within your list. But three things we cannot control include our past, our future, and other people's opinions of us. So I'm going to pause for another few minutes and I'm going to let you finish this side of the chart. So take a list, a look at your stress dump, ask yourself, what is not actually within my power to control? And write those on the left side of your list. We're going to keep going because now this is where things really start to get good. But again, you can always come back to this and continue filling, fill, filling out that side of your chart of the things that you're maybe trying to control that you have no power to control. And this is where things really get to, to start to get juicy because I'm going to ask you to get yet another fresh sheet of paper. So one more fresh sheet of paper now or a brand new page of your journal. And at the top of this fresh, beautiful sheet, you're going to write down the following phrase. Okay. You're going to write this down. I consciously let go of trying to control. And then you're going to fill in each of the items that you wrote on the left side of your chart. Okay. So write the full phrase. I consciously let go of trying to control and then fill in that blank for each of the items that you wrote on your list. Okay, so for instance, the past, if there was something that happened in the past, I consciously let go of trying to control what happened in the past and then you're going to move on to the next. Okay, so take your time here and I want you to notice how you feel with each statement. So how is your breathing as you write it out? How does your body feel? We're going to spend a few minutes writing this out now and be really intentional with it. I want you to really feel that release as you write out each specific item. I consciously let go of trying to control and then let it out. And I want you to continue this and I want you to think of all of the ways that you have released today. We're going to put our list aside for the rest of tonight's session, but please just hold on to it and bring it with you for day two of our workshop as we will be adding on to this exercise tomorrow. But for now, let's just think of all that we released and everything that we're letting go of this is just the process and the act of letting go. So we can put this practice into place in so many ways. Um, moving forward, we can do this. We can, you know, really just 
further release the stressors and really just consciously admit to ourselves that it's okay to have these these feelings and these thoughts, right? We're going to further release the stressors in just a few minutes with a breathwork class from Nicholas. But before we do that, I just want to offer you one more tool to help you in letting go. So I would like you to use your imagination for this, uh, for this scenario. It's just going to take a couple of minutes, but Please close your eyes for a moment and I want you to just in your imagination picture yourself gripping a tennis ball in one hand and your arm is outstretched with the top of your hand facing upwards, the palm down, gripping onto that ball. So in your mind, I want you to feel how you would feel to hold that ball and really have a grip on that ball. And now I want you to imagine yourself loosening the grip of the ball until it falls out of your hand and bounces on the floor. Okay, now open your eyes. And now I'd actually like you to physically pick up something around you. Okay, so if you happen to have three boys and there is a ball randomly lying beside you, pick that up, grab your pen or your pencil that you were using, even a wadded up piece of paper, not the ones we were using today though, but put the item in your hand and I want you to stretch your arm out, gripping the object, okay? I want you to grip the object in your hand. I want you to make sure that your palm is up or your palm is facing down, the top of your hand is up and keep a grip on that object. Make sure it does not drop. Keep holding onto it tightly with that arm out Keep your arm out, gripping firmly on the object and keep holding. Keep holding and keep holding, keep holding. Okay, you're holding it, you're holding it. Now I want you to release your grip and let the object fall to the floor, okay? And you can do this a few times if you like. Grip the object and let it go so you can feel yourself physically releasing and letting go, okay? And now the last thing I want you to do is take that same object, if it didn't fall too far, find another object, take your object and put it in your grasp with your arm outstretched, but this time I want you to have your hand underneath the object as you grip it. So hold on to the object tightly for a few seconds, this time your palm is facing up and the top of your hand is facing down. Okay, so hold on, get a really good grip, hold on tightly for a few sec 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 seconds. <laughs> hold on tight with that arm out. And now I want you to release your grip and I want you to let the object rest in your hand. Okay, now you're not gripping onto the object, but you have a different relationship with it, right? You're just, you're letting it be. Okay, and so you can put your object down. But my point is that we all have a choice, right? We may not be able to control all of the things, but we can control our relationship to it. We can let it go or we can let it just be. We don't have to keep a firm grasp on it, allowing it to use up our precious physical and mental energies. And before I call Nicholas up here, I want to just assign some homework to you. 
I want you to take that list of stressors, those beautiful statements that you wrote out, that you're consciously letting go of, and I want you to practice this exercise reading each one out, reading it out aloud. And if visualizing worked best for you, visualize yourself physically letting go of each statement like you did with the ball. And if you found that a physical release works best, I want you to grab onto that ball or to that object or just have a firm grasp and a firm fist in your hand and verbally say each statement aloud while releasing the object or your fist with each statement. And as I mentioned, bring your sheets tomorrow as we will be adding on to this powerful, powerful exercise. But without further ado, I will call up and I will pin Nicholas to lead us into our action for the evening and close out the part of tonight's workshop, which is our breath work sequence. I hope you got something from that. I hope that something landed and resonated with you and maybe you learned something, maybe you felt supported and maybe even felt yourself shifting your your way to better balance in releasing those things that you cannot control. Now, if you're loving this and you want a little bit more, don't forget that there is a link in the notes for this podcast episode. So feel free to reach out, tap on that link and get in touch with us so that we can send you the full three-day workshop and all of the beautiful exercises, tools, and expert sessions that are included. And if you like this episode, can you do me a quick favor and rate it, write me a short and sweet review and share it with one friend one person who could use a little release and maybe let go of some of those things they can't control. I look forward to seeing you here for another episode of The Juggle is Real. Until then, all my love to you. Take good care.